It's time for the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker, author of two best-selling books, and the president of three financial companies. He's been a guest on national media outlets such as CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. This is the Wealth and Health Show. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. We're, we're set to have an awesome show today. I'm so glad you tuned in and you're joining us uh, this week. It's going to be a lot of fun, great show. we got a, just an outstanding guest with a great story. I've had an opportunity to get to know this gentleman over the years. He's got a very successful business and uh, actually located out of Niles, Michigan. Uh, really, really neat story. Splits the year in Florida. He's all over the place with his airplane. So a lot of fun, all the things that he does. But if you're first time joining us, I want to thank you again for joining in. And the Wealth and Health Show really is designed every each and every week to have uh, different thoughts and different ideas. Sometimes we'll have different guests that are, you know, really C-level executives, entrepreneurs, uh, masters of their craft. We even had folks on the health side from uh doctors to holistic experts talking about how to eat naturally, what to do with health to really live well in any economy. And that's really what we want to do. And obviously some weeks, folks, I'm going to be sharing thought and insight just myself on uh, different structures. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about different alternative structures, the Yale and Harvard endowment model, and some of the investment tools that we will use that mimic some of what they do and, and why they've been able to be very successful year over year over year, regardless of market conditions. So I want to welcome you again to the show today, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. The gentleman that we're going to interview today, his name is Marv Selge. <laughs> Marv Selge. Hey, Marv, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you? I'm terrific. I'm terrific. Now, Marv, if you haven't heard of him, he is the president of Selge Construction Company. Uh, they've been around since 1960, and he bought this company from his father several years ago. We'll talk about that story. He's just got an incredible story, just an avid pilot. He's got a couple planes and just all kind of neat things. Marv and I actually met each other a couple years ago, and it's really grown into a nice friendship. He's just a great guy, and I really trust a lot of what he has to say, and, and a lot of things that he's done has been remarkable. And We actually serve on a, on a nonprofit board together for a, a nonprofit in Michigan that is really all about building families and adding real value and, and sharing truth across the country. So, uh, Marv, tell us a little bit. Tell the listeners, I guess. Maybe we'll jump right in here and talk about – tell us a little bit about your story, where you came from, what is Selge Construction, what do you guys do, you know, and kind of how you started. Well, first of all, I'm very, very, very blessed. I've come up in this organization uh, since I was a young man. Uh, my dad started the company in 1960, and from that point on, um, I was born in 1954, but in 1960, he started the organization. And in about 1964, I started to go to work a lot with him during the summertime, and it was just a, a terrific experience. I mean, there weren't a lot of young guys like me, 10, 12 years old, that could get into a, a front-end loader and actually mill around on a job, uh, and he put me out in a pit and that sort of thing, and, and uh, I was around equipment, and I got to do a lot of cool things, and it stimulated my interest in in the business. As a youngster, uh, I just kind of grew up in it. I was very, very fortunate that my dad, uh, he taught work ethic. He taught me how the, the value of hustle, the value of working hard, getting up, being full of energy, uh, and he was a um, in the Battle of the Bulge. He was a soldier in World War II, so he was 
was a very, very honest, passionate, yet old-school teacher. And so, therefore, I was taught the old-fashioned way. Uh, at 60 years old, if I need something and I'm out working in the yard or something like that, I hustle and get it. I don't lollygag. We weren't we weren't allowed to walk. So, uh, <laughs> I, so I remember you saying that you run to things. You actually run to go get stuff, and that that was so remarkable for me. You know, another thing. Now, folks, I've had the opportunity just from knowing Marv over the years uh, here. I had the opportunity this year to actually tour his we'll call it facilities, if you will, is quite a uh, neat place. And one of the things that stood out to me, Marv, is just how clean your whole warehouse, you know, equipment, all the stuff that you have, because you got a lot of equipment out there for big jobs that you do. And it just, everything was just clean. And I, I just, that amazed me. And that probably goes back right back into what you're talking about there is the work ethic. Exactly. Exactly. And we've got some amazing people that have high standards. And very blessed by that, we all challenge each other, we push each other, we work together uh, in a good fashion. It's very productive, and it's a, it's a good, warm, rich working place. That's awesome. What do you think, as you look at your business and as it's grown, again, just to give people some context, because I know typically the jobs, now in the construction industry that you're doing, I mean, these are bigger jobs, typically you know, a couple million dollar jobs or more, I think, right? Aren't they, Marv? Yes. Right now we're involved in uh, a $12 million contract installing the sanitary sewer around eight different lakes. And this will probably eclipse about 40 different in lakes that we've done the sewer around. And these are just amazing projects. Uh, this particular project is somewhat trenchless, a lot of directional drilling. There is some potholing here and there to make connections, but it saves a lot of surface restorations and keeps the agony down amongst the residents that reside in the area that try to use the lake while we're in there making a mess. So it, it works out very well. And, you know, folks, one of the things that I was so impressed about when I met with Marv, you know, see, you see a lot of people out there, you know, in different professions and they're, they're white collar, so to speak, and, the, you know, they're, they're in the ivory buildings and they're doing all this and that. And, you know, Marv's profession really is in a place where they're, you know, putting big, big machines in the dirt, so to speak, and making things uh, – cleaner, more efficient, and all that, and yet they still take great pride and respect in what they do, and their business has just uh, exploded as far as the growth and, and the amount of uh, revenue that they're taking in and, and the jobs that they're doing, you know, like like you just mentioned there, $14, 15000000 million jobs, that type of thing. And, you know, Marv, one of the things I thought was so interesting, as you mentioned, as I kind of toured your facility and looked at everything, is I noticed that you just have pictures of history, really, just of you know, workers of, of different people, machines, and all this stuff all over your organization, all over your office uh, complex there. Why is that? Several reasons, and part of it is to honor the people that are a part of this. Um, there's just so many people that, that do a great job, and they just need to be visually seen. And the other reason is is that a lot of times we'll get an engineer or a client that comes into our office and say, for instance, it's a large diameter directional boring project, and they'll say, well, what is that? And we have a photograph of an electrofusion coupling, and we can say this is how you fuse a pipe together. So it's an educational tool as well as it is anything else displaying what we do. Uh, we do concrete highway paving. Uh, we've been very fortunate, very blessed there that we've won awards several years in a row for concrete paving quality. We do large diameter directional drilling. We do heavy earth moving. 
we are basically an army that moves all over the place, moving large <laughs> pieces of equipment. So, you know, every, <laughs> everything that goes on, it's, we do not want it to be chaos. We want it to be structured and organized. Well, you get to do all the fun stuff. Because, you know, I, I remember all the young boys when they were younger, at least I know I did. I mean, you always wanted to play outside, and, you know, you always thought those big machines were just a lot of fun. And you get to kind of just go out there and play in the big playground each and every day. <laughs> of course, you're not doing using machines anymore and stuff. You get to take your grandkids out and do it for fun, I guess, now. But that's kind of all fun. Well, folks, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about some things that you're not going to want to miss. We're going to share a little bit, about, uh, a little bit more about Marv's story, but then also... Some things that he's learned over the years, because, you know, in any industry and in any business, it can be challenging to keep morale up, to keep workers excited, to keep them vested, to keep them committed really to the, to you and the company and your process and your vision of, of what you do to really have uh, excellence in all that you do. I think of uh, more of what John uh, Maxwell talked about, the idea of intentional living, you know, living intentionally and everything that we do, every person we meet, anyone we interact with, thinking about how can we intentionally improve that person's life? So what we want to do is we want to lead you th folks in this show. A little bit later, Marv's going to share some pitfalls for business owners to avoid. So, you know, again, he's got a staff of about 60 employees uh, working with all the nuances, ins and outs of that from folks out there on the street, so to speak, in the machines, in the pit, so to speak, all the way to folks that are engineers, high-level execs in the office. How do you make that cohesion come together well? We're going to talk about what structures – he's implemented to really help his staff win and kick on all cylinders. And then some different personal disciplines that Marv has really implemented over the years that's caused him to be, you know, uh, the guy that he is. Marv, let me ask you this. As you look at your business, do you ever think that, had you ever thought back in the day that this is kind of where you would be down the road? Not in my wildest dreams. I did not. I had lofty expectations. However, I'm enjoying my business life in different dimensions now than I ever dreamt before. Uh, I just, uh, I love leadership. I love being with the people. I'm stimulated by the wonderful folks that are around me. I can be completely transparent with them, completely open, and I invite them into every aspect of my life the best I know how. Mm -hmm. What do you think has caused you to be in a situation where you're just enjoying the process so much? My faith, my faith, my prayer life, the Holy Spirit dwelling in me that uh, just makes this fun. And it makes it, it makes it easy to get up and go in and have fellowship. And at that point, when my feet hit the floor in the morning, I'm ready to go. I'm excited to go do something. Some days that I actually go into the office, I really do not have my day planned out. I just go in and enjoy it and spend time with the people and go out to various different projects and just have conversations. Not a presentation, just a conversation and find out how folks are doing. You know, it's interesting and when you see that, when you see leaders of different companies, different organizations, and when they have that real factor, you know, and if you're out there, folks, and you have a business, large or small, regardless of the situation, uh, you know, having that real factor with your employees and your staff, I think, and, and Marv, I think that's what you're saying there, is so crucial. To be in a place where, you know, they can see you and it just feels genuine is really, really important. By the way, at any point in time, if you're listening to this show, if you missed the first segment or if you want to listen to any other shows or if you just want to check out who we are here at the Wealth and Health Show or, or myself and this, what we do, go ahead and feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. 
Again, that's leanonthewall.com. You can click on the Wealth and Health Show. There's also other education or information in there. Obviously, I have three different financial companies primarily managing, protecting, growing wealth. But also, if you have a question for Marv at some point in time, feel free to send us a tweet. Send us a tweet out to at leanonthewall. It's our Twitter handle, at leanonthewall. And send a tweet out to us or even just share your story of how maybe something that Marv has said is connected with you. We'd love to hear that. Next segment, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit deeper into Marv's story as well as some pitfalls for businesses and business owners to avoid. You know, there's so much noise out there. There's so many things out there that we can be doing with our time. It can feel busy and even busier today with all the you know regulations, governmental regulations, and all these different things that we have to deal with. Everybody deals with them. Everybody has issues they have to deal with, but there's some things that we can avoid pitfalls and, and some things we can implement. We're going to talk later in the show of how to really win, succeed, and live well in the businesses and lives we have. So stay around. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351. This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And we're having a great show this week. We're joined by Marv Selge. He is the president of Selge Construction Company. And we're talking about uh, his story. We're also talking about a bunch of different things that's propelled him to a level of success that's significant in his industry and just quite a lot of things that they have to deal with in their industry, uh, really, that we all deal with anymore today in business, whether it be government regulations, uh, dealing with employees, all these different things. And I know, Marv, I, we didn't touch on this, but I wanted to go back and just touch real quick because, you know, back when you kind of decided, I know when we were chatting a little bit, uh, by the way, folks, if you missed the first segment, feel free to go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com, and you can click on the Wealth and Health Show, and you'll be able to catch that. But, Marv, when we were talking, when I was out there, you mentioned about how you bought the business from your father. And I think you said earlier, the company at that time, you had about 14 employees or so, and, and, and you grew it significantly. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was real interesting. Uh, when I bought the business from my dad, uh, we continued on doing uh, the same type of work that we had been um, uh, successful in. However, it just seemed like that we had blessing after blessing poured right on us, uh, different opportunities. And, you know, I guess that uh, it was opportunity meeting preparation because we had an opportunity to grow. We had an opportunity to expand, and we did that. We got into the concrete business in addition to doing largely underground at that time, concrete paving and then directional drilling, large diameter directional drilling, a lot of dewatering, and basically we became a one-stop shop. For instance, we do basically everything but asphalt paving. We do cast-in-place concrete structures and so forth. As the organization grew, I 
discovered that I needed to be a much, much better leader. And so thankful that I contacted a company called Academy Leadership right in Pennsylvania. And Dr. Perry Martini has been so wonderful with us. And in the last 10 years, we've had a lot of sharing. And he comes in and does a lot of our training with all of our people. And that has galvanized us as an organization. We have developed a mission statement that we have stuck to, a group of core values that we all know. And we have a sense of camaraderie, fellowship, and teamwork, and understanding that it is a a bunch of imperfect people put together. And (laughs) we all understand that if I want to see imperfection, all I have to do is look in the mirror, period. And so we all know that we make mistakes. But I tell you what, one of the things that galvanized our organization more than anything that we've ever done are the Energized to Lead personality profiles. We did the first 10 or 12 people, and we understood that God made us four different ways, and we needed to communicate better and more effectively, and this was paramount in getting things right. And it also created a situation where it took the tension away from the room because We would look at each other and we'd say, okay, he's upset. I understand why he's upset. I understand his personality. And so what ended up happening is the first 10 people said, hey, can we get 10 more done? And yes, we can. Now we have wives being done. We have other elements. Uh, By Christmas time this year, almost every employee will be profiled. And then we'll go through the training for that so they understand it. That has been a game changer. And I believe that leadership and leadership training is the most paramount thing that an organization can have unless they have a defined mission statement that is posted, that is hanging on the wall, that people understand, that is visible for everybody to look at. They can meander and get lost. The other thing that the Academy Leadership did for us is they taught us all how to write a personal leadership paper called a PLP. And basically, my PLP hangs on my wall. It's published. Everybody in the organization has access to it if they want to see it. And all our project managers, foremen, and everybody else has theirs, and it's posted. And so it tells you, it tells a reader, hey, what do I believe in? And, and you can hold me accountable. So that open forum allows you to be in a place where you're kind of really exposing yourself and and saying, hey, this is who I am, and hold me accountable to that. You know, Marv, one of the things that you said previous I I thought was really good, which we've all heard before, but, you know, it's always the idea of reminding, and if you haven't heard this before, Marv mentioned it, it I thought it was just great. You talked about as the business grew, and you mentioned about opportunity meeting preparation. And, you know, I I always remember, I remember the quote from Zig Ziglar, you know, he talks about unspectacular preparation precedes spectacular performance. You know, it's like the iceberg and most of it's underneath the water. And that's, uh, that's, I think, what's amazing. And one of the things that I saw, because we wanted to talk this segment a little bit about pitfalls for business. And I know for you, you know, obviously, when we were kind of talking off air a little bit, you were mentioning about the, the need for solid leadership. And you got into that a little bit is so necessary. Of course, John Maxwell talks about the fact that everything rises and falls on leadership. And, you know, I love he also says the idea that if you think you're a leader and no one is following you, you're a hiker, not a leader. You're on the journey by yourself. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. 
So tell us a little bit more about that, what you've implemented in your business, because I think that's really neat. Uh, you know, a lot of people wouldn't think about that, maybe with a construction type field or industry, whatever. But you said, no, we're going to do this ground up. We're going to bring and we're going to get everybody involved, as I've heard you say before. And that, that's just so powerful. It's, you know, it's just been a wonderful thing because the power in this is I'm learning every day. They're learning every day. And knowing our personality profiles, I have blind spots. And every employee knows what my blind spots are, and they help me with them. And so it does help us uh, in transparency, being completely open with each other, being completely frank, honest, all cards on the table. And what that does is it just galvanizes and enhances and it richens relationships. And I suggest to any business owner or any leader, find a, a group of those around you And the number one word here is trust, that you trust, that you know and you trust. And at that point in time, invite them to say, if I ever behave in a way that is contrary to my mission statement, hold me accountable. What do you think about, Marv, you know, other businesses out there? And, you know, you see a lot of stories. Some businesses fail. You know, we hear, you know, any more today in the news. And, of course, this has been going on since the beginning of man. You know, I love the verse. It says, the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, and I think, you know, the idea, Marv, of leadership and kind of becoming accountable how much How much of, I mean, I, I think it, it has a lot to do with it. What's your perspective on on companies out there? that maybe don't have these fundamentals, don't have this open exposure, so to speak, and are in a place where maybe they they don't, you know, put as highly, they might talk about certain things, but they don't really internally put as highly the impact of being fully open and, and fully accountable. And what kind of impact do you think that has on a business overall? I think it can be draining if people aren't accountable to each other and if they aren't open with each other. I think that's all a challenge. And I think that when I first started out, I struggled with that as a young man. And I thank God that through the sanctification process that I was motivated to change. And I'm still not there. I'm still learning. I'm still trying. But you know what? We have to get up every day and we have to decide and discern how to be a better leader. And and you know what? We go to certain training, you know, I'll go to flight training every year and all that, and, and, and that's wonderful. But, you know, it's a good thing to get leadership training and spend time with your spouse and go to marriage retreats or just spend time with her. And all of that just enhances our life and it keeps it well-rounded. Because one thing about, especially the construction business, it is packed with a lot of unseen events, uh, unexpected events, as we call them, Uh, you know, utilities that are in the way, weather-related issues, soil-related issues that we don't expect. And the thing that you have to be prepared for as as any leader, and that is, you know, dealing with 90% of the information that you get is not good. And it's information that is trickling into me, something is broken down or something doesn't isn't working correctly and we have to make some changes. And what a better way to implement change and forge ahead and be successful than with a bunch of people that have the same vision, that care just as much as you do. And frankly, when my feet hit the carpet in the morning, as soon as I get out of bed, 
there are several people here that I simply desire to work as hard as they will during the day. You know, it's funny. I heard uh, someone, and we've got to wrap this segment up here, but I heard someone once before say, I can't remember who they were talking to. This is in the time past. I don't know if it was Carnegie or who it was. They said, how are all of your employees so happy? And they basically, you know, in a nutshell, he basically said, well, I hire happy people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's just, uh, there's just some things you can't train, so to speak. You can encourage and grow it, so to speak. You know, but I mean, either you're going to be in a place where you're a, a Ned negative and, and everything's bad and a doom and gloom every time, all the time, or you're going to say, no, there's got to be more. So, and it's funny, that's how you see a lot of areas, locations in the country where folks who have similar-minded, like-minded personalities will kind of gravitate together. It's kind of interesting. But we got to cut to a commercial break here. But, folks, uh, look forward to joining us here next segment next time here. We're going to talk about some things you're not going to want to miss, the idea of personal disciplines that Marv's implemented that's made a huge difference. We're going to have a little fun and talk about enjoying airplanes and why flying high in the sky can release energy. Also, can a company grow without change? And later on, very last segment, we want to talk a little bit about benefits of starting at the bottom. It's kind of a crazy thought, but it's very important that we don't see or hear about any more, really much more today in our society. So hang tight. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Hey, folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. We're having a lot of fun this show, as I mentioned. And uh, Marv uh, is our guest today, Marv Selge. He is the president of Selge Construction Company. They are located out of Niles, Michigan. Just a great company. Some pretty big projects that they're working on right now, but a $15 million project to do a bunch of things around lakes. I don't even understand all that they uh, fully do, but it's kind of fun. They get to move dirt around and put pipes in the ground and work with all the huge equipment that uh, all of us, at least boys when we were younger, said, hey, that'd be cool to play with someday, maybe. <laughs> so he gets to do that on, on a regular basis, has a staff of about 60 employees and just seen just significant growth since he purchased the company from his father several years ago. And just kind of a neat story on what he's got. By the, by the way, if you've missed the first two segments or you missed the first part of the show, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. You can click on the Wealth and Health Show. Also, obviously, there'll be an opportunity you can learn about us if you want. But if you want to learn more or listen to the show, the show is also on iTunes. So if you have an iPhone uh, under podcasts, just go to Wealth and Health Show. Again, Wealth and Health Show. Type the whole thing in, and you'll see it'll come up. You'll see a little box there, Wealth and Health Show. 
uh, or you can go to SoundCloud or Stitcher. There's a bunch of different things, a bunch of different places we are. Or if you want to keep it simple, just go to leanonthewall.com and find us there. And Marv, I know this segment, we wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of some personal disciplines you, you've implemented as well as, I know you're a fan. I, I know you kind of have a little bit of a love of the sky. You have a couple of different airplanes. And I wanted to start there because, you know, everybody does things uh, for therapy, we'll say, or things that just kind of mentally release. And I don't know if that is that for you or not, but I would think that it would. I've always been intrigued by flying. I have never done it as a pilot. I've always thought it'd be kind of fun. What got you into flying? How did that all start for you? Well, it started very young. I was very, very fortunate. Uh, oh, as a very, very young boy, my dad was a pilot, and he was a president of the Pilots Club and uh, flew a lot, and I got to fly with him. My godfather was a flight instructor. My uncle was a colonel in the Air Force, flew the Berlin Airlift, flew the hump in World War II. So all of that came very, very natural to me, and I'm very, very fortunate that Actually, I soloed an airplane before I had my driver's license. I would actually <laughs> ride my bike to the airport, get flight instruction, and I actually soloed two months before I had my driver's license. So fortunate. And um, I must say that I had great mentoring, not only from my dad, but from my uncle. My dad uh, passed away 20-some years ago, but my uncle uh, lived uh, to the ripe old age of 92. And he always used to say, do not get their itis. So watch the weather and so forth. So I've been very, very fortunate. I uh, go, I get training every year. I go to flight safety, and uh, it's just wonderful. Uh, it's, it's been a door opener for business. Uh, we've had several projects all over the place that I would be able to jump in the airplane and go look at something for uh, um, you know fly a half hour here here or there and and look at a project and then go an hour someplace else and look at another project or run and get parts and since we do a lot of directional drilling I can't tell you how many times I've flown someplace to get a shank or a part that was broken or something like that and carry something back in the airplane to the guys and help them out and so it's just been a terrific tool and uh, one thing about flying is once you get in the airplane and you close the cockpit up, you, you have a moral obligation and a legal obligation to uh, uh, wipe everything out of your mind, clean your chalkboard, as we call it, and uh, get rid of all the stuff that's in your mind and just focus on one thing. And and it's it's really uh, been very enjoyable. Uh, Matter of fact, my son is a pilot. He's a third-generation pilot. My son-in-law is also a pilot, and so there's a little bit of it running in the family. I have a three-year-old grandson that is uh, appears to be eager as well. So. <laughs> That's awesome. And I know, now you have a couple planes, right? You have a couple different planes. I have a Beechcraft King Air and a Beechcraft Bonanza. I love both airplanes. They both have different missions, but uh, they both do very, very well. Now, I want to talk just a minute. You mentioned there, uh, you kind of went another angle, which is good, that I wasn't necessarily initially thinking, but you kind of mentioned about the planes being really a tool, and, and in particular a business tool. And tell the listeners a little bit about that, how obviously not just picking up parts, but you know maybe meeting people, interacting, whatever it may be. How, how have you seen that's been a benefit over the years as well? It's, it's, it's invaluable. Last week we had a meeting down in Indianapolis, all of a sudden, it's a three-and-a-half-hour drive. Boom, we're there in 45 minutes. We have the meeting. We get in the airplane. 
boom, 45 minutes, we're back. It's just wonderful. It makes everything productive. And so, for instance, uh, I can visit with various parts of our staff, our vice president and and others. Uh, We can go out and visit projects, three or four projects in a half a day and be back in the office and be completely re-engaged in bidding and doing other acclimates of business. And we couldn't have done that without an airplane. There's no way. And so it's opened up doors for us. And things break. I'm always, uh, not always, but I have flown uh, a few times to places like Tulsa, Oklahoma, to pick up parts and come back and literally have the guys meet me at the airport and we'll be doing a bore under a river and they'll take the part out of the airplane and they'll take it over and put it on the machine so we can keep going. So it's an incredible blessing. I think one of the takeaways there, folks, that I was thinking about and why I wanted to share this is, you know, whatever industry you're in, whatever you're doing, I know I talked to Marv a little about myself about even, you know, getting licensed, becoming a pilot. It's always something that I've wanted to do to some degree and, and probably will, maybe even with uh, Marv's push a little bit. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be good. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking for, really looking forward to that. But, you know, I guess one of the takeaways, folks, that I wanted to, to share here is, you know, as you think through your business and think about what you do, obviously, you know, Marv being uh, at the level that he's at, being the president and really owner of the company, you know, it's important. Now, he may not have thought about it this way as the thought of the plane as being used as a tool. Maybe he did, per se. But, you know, you really want to step back and think about what are some things that you can do to your business to create an increase in efficiency? Because the more efficient you become, the more business you can do, the more people you can help, the more staff you can hire if you need to do that. Not all companies need to hire a bunch of staff. But really, the more value you can add overall, if that's your focus. And You know, a little flip side, Mar, because I know that you really have a lot of respect for your staff, your crew, your organization. And we talked a little bit about the idea last time we talked about, you know, just really having a positive attitude, hiring positive people and all that. And I know sometimes, you know, life isn't just rosy all the time. I mean, the sun's not out all the time, especially in your industry. I mean, you guys have times where, you know, the weather's probably frigid and you got you got wind blowing and these guys are out there in the pit, you know, snow's in their face and all that stuff. I mean... What do you do to kind of assist them in keeping a positive attitude and positive outlook on everything that's happening in those conditions? You know, I do the best I can, and I I hope that is successful. But basically, what we have are a bunch of courageous people. These men and ladies want to provide for their families, and they're they're there to do a job. They're a a valuable team member, and I feel that it's very fulfilling for me to just be a part of this, to witness the people that get up in the morning, that drive into work, they may get out and it's a gusty 28 degrees blowing snow and they've got a job to do. And at the end of the day, they're not inside of a cozy structure looking outside. They are out in the acclimates and they're doing the best they know how to do but it's the courageous attitude that they have. They show up every day. They're eager. They're honest. And they try hard. And to me, you know, they're heroes. And they're exactly what we need in this country. People who show up every day that want to do the best they know how to do. And so to me, it's a privilege to be around and and see all this. That's awesome. And, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of that, their desire to kind of come back and keep doing it again, 
You know, I know, Marv, it's got a lot of it has to do with your leadership and the ability that you're saying. You know, in other words, there's a lot of companies out there. And if you're listening to this and you have staff, um, regardless of the size of your company, I think one of the things you want to evaluate is or think about, think through, what do you do? I remember we go to, so we split the year, our time and, you know, really work with uh, clients all over the country, obviously, you know, higher net worth, managing assets, whatever. But when we're in Florida, we go to, I know Marv, you and I have discussed this a little bit. We go to a church called Christ Fellowship and we had a Todd and Tom on the show. Todd uh, is the lead pastor and Tom is the founding pastor. Tom is actually the head of Equip as well, which is a group for John Maxwell. We, were, In fact, we were just out there, Marv, last week playing golf at uh, Pebble Beach. It was a I saw beautiful that. time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, right. man. I saw that. Uh, enviously. Oh, it was it was just awesome. And, of course, you know, I was like 15 under par. Kidding, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was a great time. But, you know, what, one of the things that I thought was interesting, and you, I just thought about through this whole process, is Tom, Coach Tom, he's the founder of Christ Fellowship, which eight campuses, you know, about 70,000 people a Sunday, just huge organization, a lot of energy. But they celebrate their people. That's the point. That's the point of this. You know, what do you do as an employer? What do you do? What are you doing? If you're out there, you're listening to this. What are you doing to celebrate your people? And I think one of the things I know, Marv, you talked a little bit about that of kind of just celebrating your people and, and even just as little things is, hey, good job. One of the things that you mentioned earlier, um, and we're getting close to the end of this segment here, but I want to touch on this because I think it's huge, is, you know, you kind of, from what I've heard and, and from as I've met you and just walking through looking and meeting different people in the organization, Marv, you really have an open-door policy. You know, come talk to me. If you're in a situation where, you know, I'm missing the mark or you see something, in my, call me out, so to speak. And I think that lends a lot of credibility to your staff uh, when they know that you're kind of putting yourself on the table and saying, listen, I'm not going to be perfect all the time. No one is. We're all in this together. We're all trying to improve together. And when you have that kind of mindset as a team, it just does something for your crew. Whether you have 10 employees or 100 employees or thousands of employees, it's a top-down deal. And, you know, everything rises and falls with leadership, as we've mentioned before. And, and that is so important, so crucial. So I think that open-door policy is is huge. Well, next segment, folks, we're going to talk about some really neat things, talking about how a company can grow or can a company grow without change as well as benefits from starting at the bottom. This is huge. We don't hear that too much in our society anymore. So hang around. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351. This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. We're having a great show today. We're interviewing uh, Marv, just a great guest, uh, Selge Construction. He's the president owner out of Niles, Michigan. And uh, what a great story and, and all that they're doing and all they have done. And we're going to talk this segment about some neat things. By the way, again, at any point in time, if you want to check us out or if you've missed some previous segments, I know sometimes people will catch us kind of mid-show or, or even you're, if you're just tuning in now, 
feel free to go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. Uh, you can click on the Wealth and Health Show there. Also, that's a place where you can check us out if you want to uh, contact us for any additional services or whatever. But click on the Wealth and Health Show. You'll be able to find that. Or go to iTunes if you have an Apple phone or uh, iPad or, you know, I all the i stuff. <laughs> go there, and you can click on Podcasts and uh, search Wealth and Health Show. And go ahead and subscribe to the show because each and every week we have different guests on or just me sharing thoughts about the financial industry or different alternative structures, just things that we've seen has worked well for clients and folks over the years to work and be successful in what they do. And I know uh, just off air there, Marv, you were talking about it. And I wanted to, you'd asked me to touch on, I wanted to do that and you can elaborate if you want a little bit, but I think you were mentioning, we were talking last segment about open door policy and how you have an open door policy and, you know, anybody can come to you and kind of say, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this or I got a question about that or whatever. But you wanted to make sure it was mentioned that your whole company, everybody, all of the leadership has an open door policy. And I think that is important for any company out there today. If you're out there and you're listening to this and you have a business, I want you to think about how open your door is to your staff. Because if you're in a place where they don't feel that they can connect with you, whether you have 10 employees or 10,000 employees. You know, I remember Ed Bastian, we were talking, he is the president of Delta Airlines. And, you know, he was talking about the idea of what they had done to really connect with their staff. They really made a, a huge effort. They have thousands of employees, made a huge effort to make that connection with staff because they knew it was important. And that's exactly more of what you were mentioning. I think that's so huge. So if you're listening out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking about your story, think about what your open door policy looks like. And if you don't have one, I'm going to encourage you to implement one because it can make all the difference with your staff. Now, Marv, I, I wanted to touch on the idea here of benefits that can come in from starting at the bottom. You know, you mentioned a little bit earlier in the show uh, about how you were kind of, you know, you were out there in the pit. You were in the bottom of the hole. You were digging. Uh, you were out there with a hard hat on, you know, and kind of worked bottom up. So you've had the opportunity to experience all that. And, you know, we've kind of lost that as a culture today. We live in a culture where, you know, people look at, at things as though it's got to be, you know, it's a get rich quick. You got to have it now. I know, you know, no delay in anything. I want what I want right now. And that's really, in my opinion, really, really destroying our society uh, because people have a false view of what it takes to be successful. I know, if, you know, we've been in business 15 years and it hasn't been easy all the time. There's always things we got to deal with. We've built what the companies that we have. I have three different companies, one brick at a time. Marv, tell us a little bit about your story and why you've seen the benefit and why it's beneficial for people to have the experience of kind of growing from nothing to to something. I can certainly say this. The struggles that you've talked about in your own business, um, the challenges that we all, they're the things that shape us as an individual. And, you know, the book of James talks about the trials of various types, uh, and it does shape us. And while, while we're in a struggle, we really do not see the benefit until we get on the other side of that struggle. And it is only then that we are prepared to help other people. And as I march ahead and I've eclipsed 60 years old, I can now look at the people that are 30 and 40 and identify the same struggles that I had at their age, whether it's raising children or marriage, Anything else like that. I, I've been so blessed to be married 35 years. I married up. I married a wonderful, wonderful lady that I adore. But the, at the end of the day, all of these challenges are what makes us what we are. Iron sharpens iron. Having all these nice, wonderful people around you, you go through something together and you 
you graduate, so to speak, and you move ahead, but you will have struggles in business. There's no question about it. And the best thing is to uh, pray your way through those moments, and it'll help you. It'll give you guidance and a distinct destiny. Absolutely. You know, I, I love the verse, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And, and each and every one has a plan. And, you know, I think what's interesting, by the way, yes, you did marry up, Marv. One, one of the things that I've learned is when you stay, you know, as, as we've created a friendship, is if you stay with Marv, you want to on purpose. Uh, of course, when I go out there, why would I stay at a hotel when I can stay at his place right on the lake? It's a beautiful place. So on purpose, you got to make sure you leave something at his house. So his wife can ship it to you because she'll send you a nice big package of chocolate chip cookies as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I didn't get any of those, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I, I'll i send you some in the mail. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> or maybe you can fly over and grab them because you, you, you got the playing there. But, you know, one of the things I think is important uh, starting at the bottom is you have the ability to have the perspective of what your staff is going through because you've you've to some degree been there. That doesn't mean that you've been at every position, especially as uh, business grows and evolves. And we're going to talk a little bit about growth and, and can you can you grow without change in a minute? But you know you kind of have that perspective. So when somebody's out there, you know, on the dozer or they're on something else or in your industry in particular, anyways, you know you've been there, so you know that if they're having a problem with a machine, you've been there, and that's I think that adds a lot of value, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. I'm so blessed to have gone through that. And things that I love to encourage our our guys with, and, and that is when you get home in the evening, forget it. Leave it. Leave it behind you. Have the discipline that when you close the door of your pickup or your vehicle and you let go of the door handle, leave your problems in there. Wipe your chalkboard clean. Walk into the house. And at that point in time, be the husband be the father that God wants you to be. Don't don't get lost in the cloud of the issues that you have at work or something that didn't quite go right or it rained while we were trying to pour concrete and all of those things that can drag you into the wilderness and take you away from your family and take you away from what God intended you to do. And that is be a loving husband and a good father and focus on those issues and then when you get in your vehicle, have a clean chalkboard again and come to work with a clean mind and a good attitude. And those are the, all of the things that we all struggle with. Every single one of us have those moments where we go home and we have problems and we take them with us. And that can be destructive. It can happen once in a while. I'm so blessed by my wife because she would always recognize that and she would cheerfully and lovingly call me on it. Honey, how was your day today? Well, we had this. And well, guess what? You're going to have a great evening. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was very fortunate. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, it's interesting in, in the idea here. You know, we talked previous last segment. I was out in that was great being out in Pebble Beach, by the way. But I say this. One of the things that I picked up from John when we were out there is he was John Maxwell. He was talking about intentional living and, you know, purposely in the morning and, and all throughout the day. And, and I, want, I want to encourage you to try this, folks. As you live your life, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever position you're in, whether you're you know, a business owner or aspiring business owner or an employee of a company, you know, startup, whatever you do, stay-at-home mom, you know, whatever you do, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you to, to do this, and that is live intentionally. Here's what I mean by that, and this is what so inspired me, and I'm, I'm striving to be more mindful of this, even though, Marv, as you mentioned, you know, sometimes you fall off the horse. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, not every day is perfect, but it's the idea of everybody that you meet each and every day, whether at the gas station, whether it's at you know grocery store, whether it's at a restaurant, whether it's employees, whether it's staff, whether it's whatever, think about what can you do in that short moment to improve their lives, and then, as you said, kind of wipe the chalkboard, at the end of the day, go home and take five, ten minutes and just evaluate your day and evaluate the interactions that you had and evaluate what did you do to improve those lives. And maybe you messed up on this one or you were so busy on this you know, time that you just all you were thinking about was getting to the next thing. You were kind of a little quick or you know, cold, so to speak, to somebody. How can you continue to improve that? Because it's improving the process as we go. We just have a few minutes left, Mar, but I want to talk real quick, just briefly, about the idea of businesses and change. Do you think in today's culture it's possible for businesses to really grow to their full potential without change? I do not. Uh, change is inevitable. It's an evolution, not a revolution. And I know our uh, my son just came on board, and he just uh, he graduated from law school and has been helping us out in some compliance aspects, and he brings up some things uh, with FMLA and everything else that we need to listen to. And as your business grows, yes, it does change. However, I would like to look at it this way and say that it's important that we multiply and that we don't change the culture within the organization, but legally and structurally, yes, those outside interferences changes. Uh, such as regulations, laws, minority issues, uh, and DOT issues, all of those sort of things, they're there. Those things evolve. But one thing that, that shouldn't change, and that is the heart, the culture of the organization, the mission of the organization. Unless you're going to go off and do something completely different, the mission should stay in place. The values should stay in place. And so the core values of the organization, our leadership came up with four words that describe our core values, and that's family, integrity, commitment, and teamwork. And as an organization, what we strive to do is have families stay together. And what we try to do the best we know how is we generally do not work Saturdays, and we encourage our men to be coaching Little League, coaching soccer, being with their families. That structure is part of the structure, as we touched on before, and part of the fabric that seems to be eroding in our country. Yeah, keeping people involved, plugging in, and I hate to say it, we're we're at our uh, time limit here, but boy, great stuff, Marv. Really, really appreciated it, and, and thanks so much for joining us today. Well, it was my pleasure and privilege, Michael. We really enjoyed it. And, folks, uh, thanks again for tuning in. And, by the way, if you have missed previous shows or missed the beginning of this show and you want to re-catch it, go ahead and go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. Click on the Wealth and Health Show. Obviously, there you'll be able to find a bunch of stuff. Also, we're on iTunes, so go to Podcast and go ahead and search Wealth and Health Show. You can download it there. Or, again, just leanonthewall.com. You'll be able to find it. But what a great show. Good thoughts from Marv Selge. We really appreciated him coming on and sharing his insight and really just all the success that he's seen over the years. But until next week, folks, here is to living well in any economy and enjoy it. Enjoy the relationships you've had and enjoy each and every day. 
We'll talk to you soon, and thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Information provided during the Wealth and Health Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351.